This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. man crazy questions hey my name is joe merrick i am the lead pastor here at journey church i'm thrilled that you are here with us today we're really really excited about uh today about a new series uh and i want to invite everybody if you are new especially but even if you have been around many times before in the seat back in front of you you're going to find one of these little white cards we call it our connect card uh, this is a valuable piece of paper for us. Um, we ask that, that one person from every family fill that out. Uh, it helps us in so many ways. It helps us know who's here. If you're new, it, it's a great way for us to kind of get to know you just a little bit. If you filled that out, we would love to send you a, just a small gift in the mail this week. A thank you for being here. Uh, so as you fill that out, uh, you, just remember you can drop that at the end of our time together as the offering back come by or uh, you can drop it in the baskets kind of at the exit of the building uh, here. Uh, So with that, let me just pray and then we'll jump in. Lord, we just, um, we ask right now that you focus our minds. You focus our hearts on you. This morning, as uh, Daniel has led us in worship, we have sung of your unending love. God, that is truth. I pray that we feel that. God, we sung about the power of your name. So true, God. Let the power of your name just permeate our hearts, our lives. Let it permeate this next 30, 40 minutes, God, where we can just focus in on you and what you have to say us. Today we're going to be talking about marriage, God. Issues that are difficult and hard for so many of us, and we want to hear from you. Make that clear for us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, welcome to week number one of our brand new series entitled The Vow. And uh, all this month, we're going to be talking about marriage. And we're excited about that. We're going to be talking about vows, promises we make to one another in a marriage that if we can focus in on those, if we can focus in on these promises, we can make our marriages better, stronger, more fulfilling. And we're doing this, right, just like our uh, kind of bumper video uh, said this morning, because marriage is hard. It's difficult. When we're having real conversations with people, I mean, beyond the, can you believe it, it, it snowed yesterday, and did you watch the Masters this weekend, when we get beyond that kind of stuff, and we're talking about the real issues in people's lives, One of the things that comes up again and again is, man, this marriage thing, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. Some of us are saying, you know what, we're in real trouble. I I don't know, I don't know how to move forward. And so one of the things we want to be doing here at at Journey is we want to be talking about issues that matter to people. Matter not just to us who are in the building, but matter to those of uh, the people who are around us in our relational circles, our friends, our family. We have people 
in our lives whose marriages are hurting, struggling, and they're asking questions. Asking questions like, how can I do this better? We want to be able to be the ones who say, you know what? We're opening up God's word and God has something to say about this big issue in your life. God has something to say about your marriage. We want to talk about these things. We want to talk about how to raise our kids and how to spend our money. And yes, how to make our marriages better and stronger, more like God intends them to be. And while we're kind of zooming out here for a moment and we're uh, talking about marriage in general, let's just begin this whole series by saying this, God is the one who originally designed marriage. He, it was his idea, and so he has uh, good things to say about it. We need to take note of what God wants in our marriages, even if you're not married today. I think there are still things we can uh, gain from what we're going to talk about, uh, how to interact with people, how to maybe interact with a future spouse someday. God still has things he wants to say to you through uh, the verses we're going to talk about and some of the principles we're going to talk about today. All right, so uh, this morning we're going to tackle some of these challenges that we so often face in marriage by talking about, um, by focusing in on promises. That's what we're doing throughout this series. Focusing in on vows, promises we make to one another in a marriage. And the vow that we're going to talk about today, the promise we're going to talk about today is priority. It's a good thing, right? Talking about priorities first. The, the people who were here for VIP this morning, they promised me they would laugh at that kind of like pun. Yeah, I should have learned. It didn't go well then. Anyway, um, so we're going to be talking about the vow of priorities. And uh, to start talking about that today, what I want to do is I want to talk about where this vow, this vow of priority uh, where it kind of breaks down most often in a marriage. And so to do that, I'm going to talk in some very kind of broad strokes, paint with a broad brush this morning. And so if, if what I, the scenario I, don't, I paint doesn't exactly fit you, uh, uh, don't focus in on the details, focus in on the important stuff, the priority pieces this morning. But we're going to kind of talk in some large, uh, in some generalities this morning. Uh, so to kind of get us started, we want to kind of walk through a, a typical marriage, how marriage kind of often plays out. Couples, when they are engaged, when they're in kind of the very beginning part of marriage, everything is great, right? I mean, we got rose-colored glasses on. Things are going to be perfect. Uh, we're, we cry at all the romantic movies, and we're just so excited even just to be in the same room with our significant other. Things go really, really well in the beginning. Uh, I've done several marriages. Everybody is all smiles uh, when they come into my office the first time when we're talking about getting married and all that kind of stuff. If not, they wouldn't be walking down the aisle together, right? Things go pretty well, pretty well for the first couple of years. Uh, things are uh, usually pretty happy and, and going well, and then some point in the marriage, uh, some of the newness wears off. 
The rose-colored glasses get replaced by a little reality. Mr. Perfect isn't quite so perfect, right? Uh, uh, Getting married didn't fix some of the things that we hoped it might fix. And so in those next few years, some dissatisfaction begins to kind of surface. It, com- it comes up. And what usually happens, though, is, is we don't really do much about it. We just kind of uh, try and move past it. We try and get around it. We don't really address any of these frustrations, this dissatisfaction that comes up in the beginning. Next thing that happens, the children come. The children come in, and so now we have something new to focus on, and so the issues are still there, right? The problems are still there. The, uh, the disagreements on how money gets spent, the intimacy issues, the lack of communication, all still, they're, they're just masked now. They're masked by the excitement of this new kid, this new baby. And then things kind of take some turns Next, mom typically throws herself into the kids, working, stay at home, doesn't matter. Mom feels this additional burden for the welfare of the children. She's the one who's staying up late at night Googling, you know, potential uh, uh, problems down the road, potential um, developmental issues. She's the one reading the parenting books. You get the picture, right? Dad takes a different tact. He loves the family, but he throws himself in to work. He's focused in on his career. And in the beginning, he's saying, you know what? Uh, This is for the family, all this extra hours, all this extra time, all this extra energy that I'm putting in to work. It's, It's really for the family, but at some point, at some point, work and uh, the recognition he gets there takes precedent. Maybe in this Stage, dad picks up some kind of new hobby. Maybe he's playing golf now. He says it's to deal with the stress, something else. But things are taking him away from the family, from uh, what should be a priority. And again, these are generalizations, right? Uh, So we're painting with some broad brushes here. But what happens typically in marriage is at some point, one person, or usually both people, when life is taking them in two different directions, right? One's focused in on the kids, one's focused in on career. At some point, one or both end up saying something like this. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of what has taken my place in your life. I'm jealous about what's taken my place in your life. We don't always say it like that. Sometimes we say things like you work all the time. Or, or you don't have any energy for me. But really, when we kind of break that down, what we're saying, right, is I'm jealous. I'm jealous of, uh, of the place that I should be having in your life. I'm jealous of the place I used to have in your life. And now this other thing, this other uh, person is there. See, in the beginning, we are each other's priorities when we're first starting out on, uh, in marriage. We spend time together. We make each other laugh. We're, we're just happy to be in the same room together. No TV, no, no phone, nothing. We're just, we're just happy to be with one another because we're each other's priority. And then priorities begin to shift. They begin to change. 
And marriage doesn't work that way. It's not how God designed it to be. Get this. Uh, uh, I forget what his name is. Um, Jim Evans from uh, Marriage Today says this. If you allow anything or anyone, no matter how good or important. Let me just say that part again. No matter how good or important, to take the time and energy that rightfully belongs to your spouse, you are, not, you are violating God's design for marriage. Genesis 2.24 says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother. He leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. In essence, the, the spouse takes uh, the place as the most important human relationship. Before, it was the parents. It was the father, the mother. But, but now, it's the spouse that holds that spot. That's God's design from the very beginning. From the very start, God is saying there's no thing, no job, no human relationship that should ever have greater priority in your life than your spouse. And really, priorities in marriage, they go uh, even further than that. It kind of goes a step back. Uh, To talk about that this morning, I want to talk about Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs is this really interesting uh, book in the Old Testament. It's really kind of this teaching tool that gets used uh, where they kind of condense some wisdom down. And they're trying to make short, memorable, repeatable, pliable phrases that you can use in your life. Some of my favorite are in uh, Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 1 to 8 for us this morning. Listen to these. My son, do not forget my teaching. In other words, this is really important stuff right here. Pay attention. Keep my commands in your heart. Keep them close. For they will prolong your life. They'll be good for you. They will bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Have it deep down within you. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. You're going to have a good reputation. Then verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. What do we learn in these verses? We will learn that real priorities, real priorities begin with God. Real priorities go all the way back to the most important person, God. To receive God's guidance, we must acknowledge in all our ways, Proverbs says. God says, look at your every area of your life. Look at your values. Look at your priorities. They should begin with him every time. 
They should begin with him every time. And when they don't, that's when grief, that's when trouble finds its way into our life. All our ways, verse 6 says, that certainly includes our marriages. Certainly includes the important relationship of marriage. About a thousand years later, Jesus says something very similar in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He says it this way, but seek first his kingdom. Seek first his righteousness, God's kingdom, God's righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Again, the picture's clear here. Right priorities. Right priorities always begin with God. All of this to say, to really have a marriage that honors God, to really have a marriage that honors God, we put God first in our relationships and our spouse second. In fact, that's the vow today. That's the promise we want to work on. The vow is simply this, God, I promise you will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. God, you will be my first priority, my spouse will be my second. And here's why we say it that way. Again and again in scriptures, one of the things that we learn, something that comes up again and again in stories, in verses, is this truth that no person, no person, not yourself, not your spouse, can meet your deepest needs. Only God can do that. That's why God has to be first. God's the only one with unlimited time. God's the only one with unlimited energy, unlimited resources, unrestrained love. So many times, so many times in relationships, we get married and we expect our spouse, we expect our spouse to do what only God can do. But you know what fixes that? Right priorities. Right priorities fix that. Saying, God, you're my number one and my spouse is my number two. That's where it starts. Saying, God, you're, you're my number one. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you for uh, acceptance. I'm coming to you for identity, to know who I really am. I'm coming to you for security. I'm coming to you for purpose in life, to know where I'm going. Those are the questions you're answering for me, to go to your spouse and to say, you know what, you're my number two. No one thing, no uh, one person on this earth is going to steal the time and attention away from you that I promised you. Nobody's going to take that spot in my life but you. Now, can we quit our job? Can we send the kids to grandma's house till they're 18? Probably not. But we can find ways. We can find ways to give attention and time to our spouse. To show them that they're in that, uh, that place of priority. So many times, uh, how we show people that they're a priority is we give them the time and the attention that a priority deserves. 
And uh, some of you this morning, are, you're saying, well, you know what? We, we live under the same house. We're together all the time. I mean, I see him every day. I see her all the time. We sleep in the same bed. I mean, what more do you want? What more do they want? Those things are good, right? But they are functional. What I'm talking about this morning is times, time and energy that gets spent where you're saying, you know what? Nothing is more important than you. Nothing going on in my life is more important than you. Now, this example might not work for everybody, but I am like the worst at remembering where my phone is. I mean, I'm constantly uh, leaving it in the bed where I plug it in at night or, or in my car when we go into a restaurant or whatever. And I can remember several times where uh, maybe Karen and I were together and the kids were with us and uh, I... I've forgot my phone again, and I hit myself in the head, and I start to retrace my steps to go back and find it. And you know what? I stop. I think, the most important people are right here. Maybe I don't need my phone this next couple hours. Maybe, uh, maybe it's okay that it's lost. Maybe I can find it later. That's just a glimpse. That's just a little slice a hint of what the attention and time I'm talking about. That focus time that says nothing else is more important than you are in my life. Time and energy uh, can be kind of fuzzy concepts for us to uh, think about because so many times we, we just assume that we kind of, we always have time, we always have energy. So sometimes it's helpful to talk about it like, something like money, because we kind of intuitively get that, that there's only so much money, and uh, um, we got to be careful with it. We got to spend it wisely. We have to budget it. So let me talk about it this way. If you use money properly, right, if you use time and energy properly in your marriage, if you pay your rent, you pay the, for the groceries, there might be some time, there might be some energy left over for some luxuries, Things that you enjoy, that you want to do. That's how it's supposed to be. But if you get behind in the bills, if you get behind in the bills, then the luxuries are the things we cut out. Those are the things that go first, and we focus in on the priorities. Imagine that uh, your landlord comes to collect your rent. And every time they, they come, uh, uh, you know, you've got some excuse about why you're just a little bit short that month. But on the wall behind you is a picture of the cruise you just went on. You're always in some snappy outfit, and, and there's a new car parked in the driveway. And you're trying to convince your landlord, right? You're, you're saying, but I'm a good tenant. Just, uh, I just, you know, some things happened. Is your landlord going to believe you? No. Not a chance. And so many times, that's how we treat our lives. That's how we treat our marriages. We spend our time and our energy on things out of order. And we're not being frivolous. We're not going on fancy vacations when we're not paying our rent. We're focused on important things you're saying. Things like, uh, the kids were focused on, on work, other things that are really big issues. But we must remember 
that there are still priorities, even amongst the important things. Today, I want to say clearly for you what those priorities are. Today, I want you to hear, God is number one, my spouse is my number two. That's how God designed it. That's how God wants it. Now, what I've shared with you this morning isn't complicated. It's pretty simple. But that doesn't mean it's easy. It's tripping people up all across this room, all across our our world today, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our community. People are tripping over these things. And it's causing pain and heartache in marriages. And God's saying it doesn't have to be that way. We have to start by getting our priorities right. So let's talk about some actions. Some actions you could take this week to kind of take some of these uh, concepts and put them into action. Here's the simplest one. Number one is this. Make the commitment right now to come back next week. Say, you know what? I know that I need to be doing a better job in my marriage. I know that I need to be growing in my faith with God. I need help in these areas. And so right now, make the commitment. You know what? I'm going to do everything I can to be back here next week throughout this series because this is important. My relationship with Jesus, God, my marriage, these are the important things in life. Second kind of action step this morning is to ask yourself, Today, this week, do I have my priorities straight? Is God my number one? Is my spouse my number two? But don't let yourself off too easy. I mean, really ask that question. Be ruthless with it. Are there things that are stealing away the the proper order that that God's designed for us, that God calls for us in in Genesis chapter 2? Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself how we so often fool ourselves. And we say, you know what? It's just a season just this kind of time of life we're in, things are busy. When the kids are older, when I get this promotion, then things are going to change. The priorities need to change now. Don't fool yourself into thinking, well, my job, the kids, these are, these are important things. Whatever else it might be that has stolen a place of priority in your life, this, this is a big deal. This is important, and it may be, but we got to remember that quote from Jim Evans. Let me read it for you one more time this morning. If you allow anything or anyone, no matter how good or important, to take the time and energy that rightfully belongs to your spouse, you are violating God's Design for marriage. Next question. Is a harder one and an infinitely more important one. 
After you've maybe kind of wrestled with that first question about priorities, is God my number one? Is my spouse my number two? If your answer to that is yes, awesome. But it's infinitely more important that your spouse agrees with you. Do they feel that way? Have you uh, expressed that to them, not only in words, but in actions? Because here's the hard truth. Their answer to that question is more important than yours. Because your marriage is never going to work till you agree on those answers, till you agree on what the priorities are for yourself and for your spouse. You got to get on the same page on that. So this week, maybe you can wrestle with that question. This week, maybe you can have the courage to say, you know what? On Sunday, we talked about this, and I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you have to say about what you think my priorities are. This is what I think they are. This is where I think I could be doing better. What do you think? can make a big difference in your priorities because, again, your spouse's answer to that question is even more important than yours. Here's the bottom line of today's talk. Here's the bottom line, honestly, of this whole series. God has designed marriage. He's designed marriage to be beautiful and sacred, and it's going to stay that way as long as we don't try and change it. This morning... I'm guessing that there are many of us who are saying, you know what, I wish I could give a better answer to that question, but I think my priorities are probably a little wonky right now. I want to spend some time just praying about that today. Daniel's going to come forward. He's going to play, uh, get ready to play a last song, but will you join me in just a time of prayer? God, do you... So clearly, right from the very first pages of the Bible, you tell us what you want in marriage. You're clear throughout the scriptures that, God, you are our first priority. And so, God, there are people in this room who are married, who are not married, who are in all kinds of different uh, places in life, in faith. We want to take a moment. We want to take a moment and say that you're number one whether we are married or not married. And God, we just want to challenge every person here to be able to have a clear answer to that question. There are lots of people this morning who are searching their hearts and they're saying, you know what, God, there are things that I have let take the place of priority in my life. A place that belongs to you. Maybe it's financial security. Maybe it's uh, prestige. Maybe it's popularity. I don't know what it might be, God, but right now my prayer is that every person who feels that in their heart does what you tell us to do. 
God, you say when that happens, when, when those idols come into our life, and that's what you call them in Scripture, idols, things that we, that take your place in our heart, in our life, that the only place that belongs to you, the throne of our life. My prayer is we push those off. We put you where you belong, and you tell us to do that by uh, repentance, God, by naming it, by saying, you know what, for too long I've let work, I've let kids, I've let uh, uh, popularity, I've let wealth, I've let you name it be the most important thing to me. And God, I know, I know that you are my number one. I know that's where you belong. Take your rightful place in my life. And God, we want to pray for those of us who are married, who have that person who's supposed to be our number two, but when we're being really honest, they fall into two and a half, three, six, I don't know. God, you tell us that there's There's no one else, no other human relationship, no other thing that is more important in our life than that person that we walked down an aisle with and said, I do. We married. And God, my prayer right now is that people have courage, courage to say that vow to themselves, to you, to their spouse. God, I pray that there are people in this room who have the courage to say to their significant other, to their spouse, to their fiance, whatever it might be, I want to talk about what we heard today. I want to talk about priorities. I want to make sure that you know and understand that you are my priority. I want to confess that They haven't always been, or you haven't always been my priority, and I want it to change. Let that happen in marriages and conversations tonight, this week. And God, I believe that's where you'll start to work in marriage. Help us to get our priorities straight. We've had them crazy and cockeyed for too long. Let us start there, God. In your name we pray. Amen.